0: This episode of Into the Fae contains themes that may not be suitable for some listeners. Please see our complete list of trigger warnings in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised. Also, before we begin, this episode contains words from languages that this narrator is not wholly familiar with. Pronunciation will be attempted and failure will result. I would like to apologize in advance. No offense is intended. She walks the path alone, playing her fiddling tune. As the sun drops over the hills, she knows she should get home soon. The forest is full of men, they say, little men in tiny grey coats. They'll steal you away to their homes, they say, lest you steal to put to their throats. Since the beginning of written history, stories have existed of unusual creatures residing in the hidden spaces of our world. The Fair Folk. The She. The Good Neighbors. Fairy. They exist in our minds and throughout almost every culture. Devas and sprites, pixies and dryads, they come in a variety of sizes and shapes. Humanoid creatures with magical abilities to bewitch and seduce their targets. They are both feared and beloved by many. Come with me as we travel into a world of wonder and magic and discover what makes the Fae, what to do, or more importantly, what not to do when you meet one, and explore the various incarnations from gnomes to kitsune. So sit back, relax, and join me as we enter Into the Fae. Trow are curious creatures. Usually depicted as short, three to three and a half feet tall, ugly humanoids dressed in all grey, they live in the trowy nose or earthen mounds in Orkney and Shetland Islands. They are invisible to most people, and the only way to see them is to be touching someone who has the gift. These mischievous creatures are nocturnal, fear the sun, and are especially fond of fiddle music. The Stone Circle in Fettler, Scotland, is said to be a group of trow who, lost in the music, forgot to return to their homes before sunrise and were turned to stone. There is nothing they love more than fiddle music. There are those that say there are at least two types of trow, the hill trow and the sea trow, and that they hate each other fiercely. The sea trow vary in appearance, but generally are cloaked in seaweed and have matted hair. They still fish out of fishermen's lines, cause storms and ill luck, and wail to predict misfortune on those who hear them. Hill trow, on the other hand, are trouble-causing sprites who in general are harmless, except when it comes to kidnapping. Trow are notorious kidnappers, and they hate locked doors. They will often break into an unlocked home at night and sit by the fire. Pregnant women, midwives, new brides, fiddlers, and children are all at risk from the trow. Fiddlers will be kidnapped for their music, only to be released what to them feels like a short time later, but in reality is years, sometimes even decades. It is said that these individuals then either turn to dust or choose to die rather than live in a world without their loved ones. Those who don't will never want for anything again, as long as they keep the trowley secret. If they tell even a soul of what has come to pass, their luck will change for the worse. New brides must be wary because trow are an all-male species. They often will take a human woman for a wife, who will pass away shortly after the birth of the first male trow child. It is thought that they kidnap midwives to help with the birthing, and pregnant women to act as wet nurses to the newborn trow. Children are especially in danger of being taken, as trow offspring are often weak and sickly. The trow will trade their offspring for a healthy human baby, and the trow child will grow up known as a changeling. A trowy is a term used for those who look sickly and pale. We'll talk about changeling in more depth in a later episode. Here is an excerpt from a story regarding the stealing of children that shows just how terrifying the trow really are. Dropping his fishing gear, he sped of home, where he slammed shut the door. Ignoring the tutting of the spay wife who sat poking at the fire, the brother went to his trunk and removed his Bible. He laid the holy book near the door, left a key in the lock, and made certain that no door or box in the dwelling was locked. That angers the trowels, and they have power when the key is turned. After instructing the assembled women not to allow their patient to go past the fireplace, the brother left the house again. This time, however, he planned on visiting a neighbor instead of venturing near the planticrew again. But by this time, the trows were close to the house, and they realized that the brother had guarded the way to their coveted treasure. Angered, they took all power from him before he had taken a few steps from his own front door. At the place where he had to cross a stile, the unfortunate man found that after getting one leg over, he could go no farther. There he stood robbed of the power to move. Trow are most active during Yule, which is the longest night of the year, and many elaborate rituals are conducted during weddings in order to keep new brides safe from abduction. Pregnancies are carefully concealed. Then once the child comes, family members take turn watching it 24-7 so that it isn't switched out for a changeling child. Also, trow hate anything iron or steel, so much so that simply making a circle around yourself in the dirt with a steel blade is enough to keep the trow at bay. It is also said that one who makes eye contact with a trow and refuses to look away or even blink can keep the trow trapped in their gaze. Be careful of this tactic though, as there is a story of a young boy who came across a trow in his home and she threatened to poke his eyes out with a red hot poker if he didn't let her go. Naturally, he blinked and she ran away. There is a song that the trow are said to sing when they enter a home to steal an infant. Out of respect, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but the rough translation goes something like this. Spinning yet, spinning yet, go to bed, go to bed. Short spoon and wooden ladle, unsound horse and turn saddle, in child bed and unwell. To high del doodle and to high dal dooday. The meaning of the song has been lost. However, there are many human tooths that are said to be influenced by trout music. Some of those tunes include Da Trolley No," Da Trolly Burn, Da Trow's Wheel, and Da Pearl Hoos in Under Da Hill. There are many theories as to where the Trow folklore comes from. Some say they are shrunken versions of the Norwegian troll, and that the word "trow" is just an attempt at the word troll. Others that they are based on the indigenous people of Shetland and Orkney, and that when the Norse arrived, they sent them into sea caves, where these diminutive people only emerged at night to, quote, steal from landowners. There is another theory that they are simply the pre-Norse versions of Britain's fairies. One of the more prominent theories, however, is that they are an amalgamation of the Norse draugr, or drow, and the British traditional fairy. The drager are the dead inhabitant of the cairn that continue to live after burial. They usually remained in the burial mound, but were free to walk among the living if they so chose. It's thought that trows may have also been equated with the dead at one point. So if you're out at night and you're walking alone, be sure to carry steel or iron with you. And if you're getting married or about to have a child, protect yourself, lest the trows show up and steal you away into the night. Thank you for listening to Into the Fae. This concludes this week's episode, written and recorded by me, Allie. The music today was The Sealy Court by the late Glenn Reisner. Please like us and subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you would like to contribute to the show, there is a donate link in the show notes, or you can support us on Patreon or Ko-fi, I am looking into some goodies for our Patreon supporters, so if you have any ideas or just want to comment on the show, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at IntoFayPodcast, or drop us an email at IntoTheFayPodcasts at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time.